2: It's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo. We've got a big show for you to end this week with the traditional signing day coming up in February. There's a lot to be discussed still here in the 2021 recruiting cycle. Joining us is Gabe Brooks. He covers the recruiting in the state of Texas and the surrounding states. He's a national guy for 24-7 Sports. Gabe, how are you doing? Good. How about you? Not too bad. We we've got a lot to discuss, Gabe. Uh, obviously, we're we've kind of you know we're we're full full steam ahead. We've, we're charging towards that national signing day in February. So we're going to discuss uh, an update to the top twenty four seven in the twenty twenty one class, the the rankings refresh, as we like to call it, over at twenty four seven sports. And we're going to start though with some football at AT and T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. It, it's rare to see playoff football being played in the Dallas area. I know that stings a little bit for you as a as a Dallas Cowboys fan, but uh, <laughs> we had the the state championships this past weekend and wanted to have you on to discuss some of the top performers over at 247sports.com. You had a breakdown of the guys that stood out to you and, and you know it, it was a big weekend for a lot of players down in the lo- in the Lone Star State.
0: Yeah, you know the the marquee game was the six A Division One state championship, uh, pitting father son coaching matchup of Todd Dodge and Riley Dodge, who back in the two thousands won a state title at South Lake Carroll with, with Riley playing quarterback for his dad, and and this one it was Cade uh, Klubnick, the the four star quarterback from Austin Westlake. Leading them to a 52-34 win over Southlake Carroll, that that was a win for the father over the son in that matchup, and and honestly a matchup that could happen again next year because you've got Klubnik at quarterback for Westlake and you've got Quinn Ewers, Ohio State five-star number one player in the country for the 22 class. So that was not only was it the cool uh, perspective of the the father-son matchup, but it was two of the best quarterbacks in the country in the 2022 class uh, going up against each in that game and I think what you saw from Cade was he's uh, very accurate 18 to 20 220 yards uh, one touchdown no interceptions we knew that he was pretty mobile but he was particularly mobile in this game he ran 17 times for 97 yards and two scores he had another long one that where he really showed uh, something that I don't know if a lot of people are aware of, but his track stride on a, a long touchdown that was wiped out by penalty, uh, he, he's a he's run the 400 meters and has done so uh, pretty respectably. I think there's a 51.5 400 meter time on him from his sophomore year. So uh, so he really established himself even more so uh, as as a. Top quarterback, not only in Texas, but uh, could certainly see him going up some more uh, when the, the 2022 update comes along here in the future. Yours was great. He was facing a Westlake defense that may very well be the best defense in Texas. Not a ton of star power for that Westlake defense, but just a a really, really good high school defense. Uh, They have a Duke uh, signing named Nick Morris, a linebacker. I believe he had double-digit sacks this year. uh, Really played well down the stretch for them. But uh, he was 23 of 39, 350 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. uh, Something that he does really well beyond his years, is giving his man the only real shot at making the catch on some really difficult throws uh, he, he he knows how to throw guys open and he knows how to protect uh, the ball from defenders in those situations. And he, when you watch him, you don't feel like you're watching a junior in high school. He's really different. And uh, you know, that, that coaching staff he has there at South Lake Carroll is, is even better, is, is even more reason to think that he is going to arrive at uh, the college level with a very advanced sense of, of playing the position. Because again, that's Riley Dodge, who was a, decorated high school player, played in college. Uh, The offensive coordinator at South Lake Carroll has won five state championships at at the 4A level uh, in
1: Texas as the former offensive coordinator at Carthage. That's Chris Smith. And he's
0: also served three years as a Texas A&M offensive line uh, quality control assistant. So that's a a young offensive staff that yours is playing under that is really getting him in in the mode that he needs to be in at the next level and and combining all that with, his ridiculous natural feel and instincts and awareness and the obvious physical tools that he has.
2: Yeah. So Quinn Ewers headed to Ohio State. You mentioned it earlier. Number one prospect in the 2022 class. A former commit to Texas backed off that pledge and then flipped over to the Buckeyes. Uh, it's going to be fascinating, like you said, to, to potentially see both of these quarterbacks match up again at some point next season. Now. With Cade Klubnik, uh, he picked up an offer earlier this week from Texas A&M. He has uh, almost 30 offers so far in, in the recruiting process, and and you know it seems like he, he we've learned a lot more f- about him this season because there was high school football played in the state of Texas. How how much do you feel like he can rise in those 2022 rankings, uh, and, and what kind of things did we learn about him?
0: He made the case for, you know, top 100 consideration potentially. I, I think we have him, uh, you know, they're around 220 in the, in the top 247 for his class. And I think that he's definitely going to be higher than that whenever the, the next update for 2022 comes. But uh, I think he made top 100 uh plays and again against some really good, you know, their their last two wins were their last three wins in the playoffs were Cibolo Steel, Galena Park North Shore, the which was the two-time defending state champion in that largest classification as South Lake Carroll. So they beat three name brand opponents down the stretch. And I think that he has made a case to to you know really go up in those rankings. And I think that there could be Based on what I, I saw during the season, there, there could be three top 100 quarterbacks in Texas in that 2022 class because you've got Ewers obviously at number one and a guy who's already in the top 100 is uh, Connor Wigman from uh, the Houston area. I believe it's uh, Cypress, Bridgeland. And he had a monster year and he's a baseball star who may get drafted from everything we're hearing and a dual threat guy with a big arm and a really good off schedule game. So that's three guys who Maybe the headliners, and you know, and what seems what what is really becoming uh, kind of the marquee position, and in Texas I know historically Texas uh, you know is heavy on running backs heavy on defensive backs and obviously just from a population and number standpoint you're going to have really good players at every position but you know you look at the NFL and the number of Texas high school quarterbacks who are in the NFL whether as starters or as backups it's kind of becoming the quarterback cradle here in recent years
2: We're joined by Gabe Brooks. You can follow him on Twitter at Gabriel D. Brooks. He's a college football recruiting reporter for 24-7 Sports. And and now, Gabe, this is pretty striking, right? So JoJo Earl, a four-star receiver, signed with Alabama. He had... Over 200 yards uh, of of offense from scrimmage uh, in, in a playoff game, so you know there, there's a lot of similarities there with with uh, another uh, departing receiver at Alabama, uh, Devontae Smith. And then you look at his measurables and you wonder if potentially he could be a player that maybe fits in, in that role. Obviously, with a new offensive staff with the Crimson Tide, and, and it's going to be interesting to see you know the you know the direction of of how that offense operates because Steve Sarkeesian is now the head coach at Texas, but five, nine and a half, 170 pounds and a top 50 overall prospect in the composite sounds a lot like Devonte Smith.
0: Yeah. And you know, another comparison that I think Alabama folks have, have looked at there is Jalen Waddle because he's a slot guy, real athletic slot coming out of Texas high school football. Uh, I think that the interesting thing about Jojo is that, you know, those other those Alabama guys before him have, have really been true receivers. And that's not to say JoJo isn't, but he's played a lot of Wildcat snaps. He's played in the backfield. You can get really creative with him. And he he's got really, really uh dangerous. Short area mobility. He's really quick footed. I think it, that raises the ceiling on his route running potential. Uh, it should also help him get open against uh, you know high major caliber defensive backs uh, in the short to intermediate passing game. I don't think there's any question about his top end speed. Even at at five nine, five nine and a half, I think he's he's been uh, timed in the low elevens in the one hundred meters. And you get under 5'10", five, five, and it's it's hard to crack that uh, ten that. 11 11 second barrier in the hundred. So if you're down there in the 11, 11 11.1, 11.0 range at five, nine and a half, you're really, really moving. And you know, something that uh, another aspect of his profile that makes him, legitimate top 100 player in the country is production and I, I tell people that production you know stats aren't everything but they're definitely something and generally it's it's better to bet on production than to bet against it you know guys other Texas high school receivers in recent years who you've really seen produce massive numbers uh, you know just off the top of my head that went on to to, to make immediate impacts, You're like CeeDee Lamb and Marvin Mims. And there was that class in 2017 that had Lamb and uh, Jalen Rager and Tylan Wallace, and they're all in the same class. And all of those guys produced – uh, at the college level, obviously, Rager was a first-round draft pick. Uh, Lamb was a first-rounder. Uh, Tylen Wallace is going to get drafted. So I think in, in in Texas specifically, sometimes you have to parse through the production because so many teams run the spread, is at the, especially at the big school level. And, you know, when you're throwing the ball and, and getting that many targets and touches for everybody, there's the numbers are going to be there somewhere. But it also – has shown in recent years that these guys who put up big numbers uh, it's better to bet on them than to, than to bet against them.
2: So those are a look at, at just some of the top performers from the Texas high school football 5a and 6a state championship games last weekend. You can head over to 24 seven sports to get the full rundown uh, from Gabe Brooks. We're going to be right back with more from Gabe here on the 24 seven sports football recruiting podcast.
1: Selling a little or a lot.
2: Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am Blair Angulo. If you like college football, you're going to like our friends Trey Scott and Josh Payt. You can listen to Trey Scott daily on the College Football Daily. Make sure you search that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe and rate him and give us those five stars. Also, the late kick with Josh Pate for all your college football needs during this long and long and long offseason, Gabe. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about even though you know we're in an off season and we're heading into the traditional signing day uh, in February that first Wednesday of February uh, we're going to be updating the top 24-7 for the 2021 class. So there's going to be a lot of content over at 24-7 Sports this coming week. And to take people behind the curtain a little bit, Gabe, the conversations, the rankings meetings, uh, you know, th- those calls that we have between all the analysts and and the evaluations that we've gone through for for the whole cycle, at, at times they get a little animated, don't they? Yeah, they do.
0: But I think that's, you know, I think that's a good thing. And we all get along really well. And we're all, you know, not only colleagues, but we're all pretty good buddies, too. And I think that when there's some contentiousness, that it's a healthy thing. And uh, it, it it shows that we care and that there's conviction on certain things. And I think that uh, a little, a little of that uh, doesn't hurt for sure.
2: I feel like it's going to be one of those recruiting cycles that we all look back on, and and it might even be the 2022 class as well, just depending on how uh, how fast everything unravels and how quickly we return to what normal times were. Um, but I feel like when we look back at this 2021 class, it's going to be very fascinating to remember some of the debates uh, at, at certain positions, uh, some of the debates at certain you know colleges where they're. You you know, a, a team had this amount of defensive backs, or this amount of transfers, or this amount of of JUCOs. There's so many variables that I, I think even college staffs don't really know how to uh, look into. But for us, when we're ranking the top 24/7, uh, and specifically at the top with the top 32 being five-star prospects and projected first-round NFL draft picks in a few years, that's where it gets a little dicey. You know, we all came up with our list, We all had maybe our top 40 to top 50 players. Uh, Then we have a discussion as we rank them one through 32, and you're going to be able to see it all next Wednesday over at 24 seven sports. And one thing that I I really like is the, the scouting report aspect of it. Uh, Give us kind of a, a better feel for what those scouting reports should say and, and what readers and fans of college football recruiting can take away from, from those evaluations.
0: The point of those is to really give a, a clear picture of what this player is right now, what he could be. Uh, you know, we, we like to lead off with size and frame and how it relates to projected position, address all of the, the functional athletic Run, jump, all, all of that uh, in the scouting reports in, in the context of, of being on the field. Also address anything testing, whether it's track or combine testing, anything verified. You know, we're not going to throw uh, throw out any unverified numbers in a scouting report like that. And then I, I like to think that the majority of it is positive because these these are guys who are still developing. And, you know, I, I think that the scouting reports that we do are, are Generally positive, and and you know, the more, there's more positive notes in those scouting reports than negative notes. And the negative ones, we we try to you know, we try to frame it as these are things he can work on. You know, we don't like to call them weaknesses uh, because again, these are high school prospects going to the next level, and there's still plenty of time for them to improve certain areas. So you know, it, it, we want these to give you a snapshot of what uh, what this guy is, what he could be, where he projects as far as you know, potential NFL draft consideration or power five or you know, whatever. And I think that I I know that the player comparisons are something that
2: are <laughs> those are know. let me just say this, those are very <laughs> tough to do at times.
0: Yeah. And they're there's something that there is definite value in them and I understand completely as uh as somebody who who likes seeing them on, you know, NFL draft profiles and I totally get that that readers love them. And I completely, I'm right there with you. I will say from the perspective of coming up with them, it takes a while sometimes to find, and you know, the, nobody is ever a perfect comparison. And uh, sometimes you'll throw one on there that you think is like, okay, oh, hey, this is a pretty good one. You know, after you've been searching for, 45 minutes you're like all right well this is a good one and then you'll post it somewhere and and, and, you know everybody thinks it's terrible (laughs) so
2: i had so i had a top 24 7 prospect in the last class who is now a true freshman at a pac-12 school he once texted me a screenshot of his scouting report and his player comparison and he's like why am i compared to this player he is garbage because he was because he's a huge fan of of whatever player was of of whatever team that player was on so he's pretty familiar i think and and i had no idea that this was the case but he's very familiar with that specific player and what he does for that specific team in the NFL and he told me straight up he's like can i get a new player comp this dude is terrible and i thought that was great i love oh, loved yeah. that. it was awesome That's
0: really that's really good and and the thing is is that you know we have to remember also that the guys at the top, yeah, the, you, you want to compare them to really good players, but you also don't want like your top five receivers to be compared to Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens and, uh, you know, insert other uh, big names at those positions. Uh, it, it's something that sometimes you have one that's right on the top of your head and you think this is really good. But more often than not, you sit there and you spend some time looking through previous rankings, looking through recent drafts. I mean, I pull up a huddle from 2013 from guys who are in the NFL now. If, I'm, if I think I have a guy that's a good comparison, I'll be pulling up as much as I can to just make sure that I feel good about the comp that I'm making.
2: Yeah, I've, what I've done too, is I, I go back and look at measurables at the same stage, right? Uh, yeah. you know, a player and what he looked like as a junior in high school or, you know, what he looks like now or what he, what he measured at the combine, especially, I think those are all a uh, big key comparison notes. And, and yeah, you mentioned it earlier, sometimes it takes maybe three or four times as long as it take it took me to write the actual evaluation or the oh, scouting yeah. report yeah. Uh, to find the, the proper player and, and you want to do it right, right? You don't want to. Mm-hmm. You don't want to uh, just throw a player on there who maybe looks like him a little bit or or does the same type of stuff. Like you want it to be as accurate as possible to to give the readers and the fans uh, a clear picture and a clear understanding of what that player could be uh, at the next level, not only in college but also in the NFL.
0: Yeah. On top of the, on top of that, it's you know sometimes you'll post one and people are like, "This is I don't see this at all," and you can be like. Yeah, I mean, I totally get it because <laughs> it's just so hard to right. It's so hard to get to get comps sometimes on these guys. It's I. There's a lot of times that happens. like I don't really see this comp at all. It's like okay, I'm not going to argue. I I completely understand.
2: Yeah. Well, every quarterback wants to be Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm-hmm. Or or uh, you know, we always get the the quarterback dad who 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 always throws out. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray. You know, that's a, that's yeah. a good comparison because my son's five ten. Yeah. So that's. This that's- trainer
0: said he's like Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. right. Yeah, that's that's a def- definitely one of the funnest parts and and but a, a very difficult part of, of the evaluation process. Now, Gabe, before I let you go, did want to tease the fact that we will be rolling out content next week for the top 24 seven for the 2021 class. What else should readers expect? We're, we've got a, a bunch of different things that we can kind of line up right
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think part of uh, I think mentioning the scouting report stuff for those top guys is important because those will get updated and that's going to be part of it. And uh, I think a big piece in this particular cycle is it is a very unique cycle. There has been more uh, tape watching, uh, whether it be. You know, huddle stuff and individual games on there, or on various streaming networks across the country, and you know, even it's a greatly reduced opportunities to see live stuff. So it's way more, uh, way more tape and and live streaming and all that, and way less in person. So it's it's very unique, and and in the with with that kind of perspective on the whole thing, it's also something where. You don't want to turn the rankings on their head at the end of the cycle and all the stuff that you have established so far. You, you don't want to make any active moves up or down without context, without valuable recent updated context and uh you know that's something i think that we have done a pretty good job on i think that's you know anybody in the meetings can tell you i'm constantly harping on uh you know last time they played relative to our last update and if they were at an all-star game or you know any new feedback from various sources like I, i i just any any moves we make and I, I wanna make sure that you know our wonderful readers out there understand that we, we're not moving guys around for the sake of doing it. We we're gonna have ammunition uh so to speak in the sense of uh why 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 we made a move that we that we made.
2: Yeah, no, and it's gonna be interesting to to see you uh, attack those message boards with all that ammo. It's gonna it's gonna be a fun fun. Dream I don't know if attack is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're gonna be in there, man, with uh yeah. with some face paint on, and then you're gonna be <laughs> rearing to go. Uh, so Gabe Brooks, thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait, like I said, for next week when we rank uh, when we refresh the rankings for for 2021. Appreciate it. All right, that is Gabe Brooks. You can follow him on Twitter at Gabriel D Brooks. That'll do it for us. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.